0: I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So, thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Jeanette Byrow podcast. I am so thrilled to have you all here joining me because I have a very special guest. Jessica Ankaya is here, she is a shamanic practitioner. And we're going to be talking today about soul loss and soul retrieval. I'm fascinated, fascinated by this topic. So I really can't wait to get into it. So welcome to the show, Jessica.
1: Thanks, Jeanette. I'm so I'm so honored to be here. Very grateful. Oh, that's
0: fantastic. So, question for you. Before we get into soul loss, soul retrieval, and all of your work, I always love to know what brought you to this phase in your life or to this, uh, spiritual awakening, if you will, like what brought you here? What's, what's a little bit of your story? Sure. I would like to say that COVID brought me here.
1: I would definitely have to give COVID the credit, <laughs> COVID the credits. Um, and it was, I think it was the year 2019 and I had my, um, first shamanic session And during the session, I found out that I was a priestess in a prior lifetime. And so I've I've always felt that deep connection with spirit. And I've always had a lot of synchronicities in my life. And I've always had a feeling that the, the veil was always very thin and I would see different spirits or I'd feel people's energies and, or I'd hear, um, telepathic messages, when I meditate, but I never really was called home until then, until I found that. Mm -hmm. And when this shamanic practitioner told me that, it was like I just had an awakening. Like, oh my gosh, this is why I have felt this way for so long. And it was like, my soul was longing to find that out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And so as soon as I found that out, I was just so intrigued and I was like, I, I, I was like, I need to take as many shamanic courses as possible. Mm-hmm. So I'm a nurse practitioner. So I went to graduate school and um I have a master's degree. But at that time I was not practicing. I was actually at home with my kids, homeschooling them because of the COVID restrictions. <laughs> and so I just said, you know what, I'm not really practicing, I'm homeschooling, yeah, I'm busy. But, you know, I'm, I found out about this beautiful calling from spirit. I just thought to myself, I need to just immerse myself in, in courses. And so I did. Um, and I started at Sacred Stream, which is out of California. And then I went to Light Song. And um, unfortunately, um, Light Song, um, the, the founder, Jan, who is fantastic, but she um, retired. So, but I'm still taking, you know, I still take workshops and whatnot, but as soon as I had my education and I found my calling, I just it it, it just felt like home. And so, um, I just started taking the classes and learning soul retrieval and learning about soul loss and power retrieval, dismemberment. Um, there's just so much. It's just mm-hmm. it, I can't even cover it all and within a short amount of time frame. But anyway, that's kind of I would say I would owe it to COVID because. It, it it was kind of like a tapping on the shoulder so to speak <laughs> i didn't go to you know i didn't wake up and say oh i want to be a shamanic practitioner no i mean i've been in you know in medicine since well i started as a nurse in 2004 and then i've been in medicine doing being a nurse practitioner since 2010 so
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's interesting that's, that's so interesting Like COVID really brought a lot for a lot of people. And I have to say too, I really noticed for many people, COVID was so transformational. And that's not to discredit the loss that people experienced in the whole COVID thing either. But if we talk on the spiritual journey, it was this transformational pivotal moment for so many people in different ways. And so I love that you're really balancing your knowledge in medicine with now shamanic knowledge. Like it's, that's like the bridging of the two worlds, which is so much about what this time is about right now. So that's, you know, fascinating, fascinating. So yeah, <laughs> let's, let's talk about soul loss. What is soul loss um, in terms of how you understand it? Soul loss is basically
1: when a part of you leaves and goes into the ethers after you undergo, let's say, a divorce, a traumatic situation, even pregnancies or moves, there's a part of your soul. You see, our soul has different parts that are ingrained into our you know, our energy fields. And so when you incur this traumatic loss, whatever that may be, whatever big shift there is in your life or in your past lives, those parts go off into the ethers. And so essentially what soul retrieval is doing is bringing back what has been lost. So you're going, So as a shamanic practitioner, what I do, and, and, and I know you're, you're a medium, so I know it, you probably do the same thing but in a different way, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: as a shamanic practitioner, I go into a journey. I go into a hypnotic state using a drum and I just essentially journey and I find... People's parts, um, whether it be from a past life, their soul parts, whether it be from a past life or from this lifetime, and a lot of times the guides, my my spirit allies, there's people will come to me and they're like, oh well, you know, I had this traumatic car accident, and and I'll know immediately that they'll need a soul retrieval, but a lot of times the guides will say, no, we it, we got to do some work from a past life. Mm-hmm. before we can mm-hmm. bring parts back from this lifetime. Because it's kind of like peeling an onion, so to speak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure you're familiar yeah. with that. So it's like, you, we have to bring back, we have to integrate these other parts. And so that's usually what I end up doing. So when I do a session, I usually explain to people that it occurs in layers and we start at a lot of, I, I tell them upfront that sometimes it might take a few go, like it might not, we might get it the first session. It might take three mm-hmm. sessions or so. Maybe not. It just depends on the work that an, individ, an individual has done because if they've done a lot of prep work themselves and they're on a spiritual journey, they do a lot of meditation, um, then it's usually a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. So as you can probably, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So when you're doing the retrieval part, Um, just to kind of color your experience a little bit for us, what does it kind of look like or what can it look like or feel like when you say, find that aspect of that person's soul or, um, yeah, how could you color that a little bit?
1: Sure. So, yeah, so what, what I start off by doing is getting into a hypnotic state and I use my drum. And then once I'm in that hypnotic state, I go to either the lower world or the upper world. That's usually how I enter the middle world and see all shamanic work is done in the middle world. Okay. But usually how we get in is through the upper or the lower worlds. So I just go to the upper or lower world based on where I'm called. Usually it's, usually it's, I mean, it just depends on the person. Um, So let's just say I go in through the lower world. So I go in, and I meet with my, um, my power animal, who's an elk. And a lot of times <laughs> he always has me say, oh, hop on my back. I'm like, okay, I'll hop on his back and we'll just gallop through the lower world. And the lower world's so interesting. It's always very mystical. There's like gemstones on the walls and you've got the little lanterns on the side. And then we, we just go through and then we go through, usually there's like a door or sometimes the lower world will turn into the destination that we're trying to find. It just depends on the person.
0: Mm-hmm. A
1: lot of times the journey presents based on how the person's the person's energy fields are or what's relevant for the person. and so then I after we you know get to where we're going, we end up in the middle world, and then usually he shows me or he shows me my power animal shows me or the person's power animals or my guides, which is Archangel Michael's one of them, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, uh, or Archangel Gabriel, or sometimes, um, the people that I'm journeying for, they also have angels as their guides or they have like an ancestor that will come in like their mom, who's an angel, or it just depends. Mm -hmm. And so, when I'm doing soul retrieval, I usually call an Isis. So Isis will come in and then she'll just kind of show me how we can get to that person's soul part. And, um, we <clears throat> usually we'll go on, I have this big Eagle. We'll go on the Eagle or sometimes she'll take me to this mystical cave. Um, it just depends on, again, that person and what's, in their energy field, and what's apparent for them is how that soul part is brought back
0: to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I get to that, like, it's hard for you to, like, you're trying to give general ideas of ways, but it's so incredibly individualized, right? Every single person it is, is yeah. so unique to them.
1: Yeah. Every, every soul retrieval is so unique to that person. Nobody, there, there's no template. It's just because that's just their energy, you know, because mm-hmm. they have different, some of them may have been, shoot, may have been um, in Lemuria in a past life or in Atlantis or in mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and Greece. You know, I've been taken to the Parthenon and I've seen Athena and I've, you know, I I've, I've just, it, it just depends on who it is. Right. And, and, and their soul retrieval will be entirely based on Also too, sometimes on who they were in their past life.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. So, So, Question with that. So when you see that soul fragment, do you ever have a hard time bringing that soul piece back? Like, is there ever a resistance from that soul piece? Like, so maybe not the person in our current reality, but say it was a past life piece. Does that past life piece ever say like, no, I don't want to go or (laughs) hide or resist?
1: Yeah, that has happened. There have been cases where a soul part has not wanted to come back, say, because maybe a relative needed to cross over that was related um, to that person and that um, related to that person and why that they've lost their soul part. Mm -hmm. Or um, there's sometimes a soul just gets, a soul part just gets stagnant and there's other things that people need to do spiritually in order for it to come back. And that's why a lot of times as a shamanic practitioner, I I prefer someone to be on a spiritual journey because, yeah, you know, we can go in there and do the work and I can be that vessel for spirit. But the thing is, is someone's not doing their part. It makes it very difficult. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: So if someone's on that journey, then the soul parts are more likely to come back and they're easier to come back and not get stuck.
0: Right. That makes sense. Yeah, because we make space for it essentially, right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Yeah. 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 So um I read too that you also talk about vitality retrievals. What's that?
1: Yes. So vitality retrieval is kind of like what some of my um shamanic teachers have said, the the fountain of youth, so to speak. And um, so I mean, I guess it it could be, but as far as energetically, it does restore a lot of energy. So Vitality retrieval is like, say you have committed so much time to like an endeavor in your lifetime. Say it was, I don't know, like a marriage and say that marriage broke up. And then it's like, oh my gosh, I spent so many years in this marriage. I spent like 10, 15 years. All that energy has been taken back, taken away from me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So what a vitality retrieval is, is a shamanic, a shamanic practitioner can go in and essentially... Um, get that energy, bring that energy back and then like put it in like a, what we call a vitality spa, cleanse it, cleanse mm-hmm. it like in a waterfall or, you know, something, in <laughs> non-ordinary reality, you know, waterfall mm-hmm. or rainbow, whatever anyone, um, you know, whatever the guides pick um, and just bring it back to their heart and just where it's, where you can get it back. Mm-hmm. And it, and it does work. It does work. You know, people it's, it's, I've seen it work. I mean, I've seen how people feel afterwards and it just, just gains so much more energy and you can even take that from all that energy, say like that you've lost in a marriage that I just spoke about. You could even take that and put it into an endeavor that you're doing now. Like, say you want to play the piano, or you can take that energy and transfer it into playing the piano
0: so mm, it's interesting yeah, yeah that's so fun. neat and that makes sense though because energy is not limited right oh. energy can move and change form and all that so why couldn't you take what was put out in one thing and then put it into uh your next desire creation yeah right that makes a lot of sense exactly. yeah <laughs> so how um okay when you're doing this work um I know that time is not the same in this reality as it is in the other realities. So when you say in that uh higher world you call it or the upper world?
1: Upper yes. world? Upper there's the upper and then there's the lower world. Those are both the d- the divine worlds. Right. And middle world middle world is earth or any other maybe even other planets so mm-hmm. to speak. So, okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. So you describe the lower world. Okay, so I have two questions in this. So first one, the lower world you said um, you know, could have like forest kind of looking caves and yes. lights and your spirit animals. What do you tend to see in the upper world?
1: See, the upper world is more um like ascended masters. okay like i I've seen um usually my one of my guides is the divine mother. so I see her. Um there is an archangel that I meet up with. Her name's Archangel Angelina. <laughs> I see um I've seen Metatron there. Um all, all kinds of um uh, you know just different ascended masters, Isis.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um that those are usually the the type of beings that I see there. Even though there is actually a separate realm called the angelic realm, I'm sure you probably have heard of that. Mm-hmm. So So I'm not sure what the connection is, and I'm still trying to understand that with maybe you know with the angelic realm and the upper world. But I think they're all divided.
0: Mm -hmm. See,
1: also in the upper world, it's like I usually see. I mean, I'm when I go above the clouds, I see cities like golden cities or um crystals or rainbows, just just all kinds of. It's just a different feel, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I
0: can understand that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of times I feel my way through a journey more, more than anything. And then I, um, uh, I'm clear audience. So it's like, I hear things and then I make out the visual. Yeah. So that's kind of how it goes for me anyways, but.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Now. So my second part of that question is, do you notice time in your journeys? or and or time in the upper versus lower world to be very different than time here like say 20 minutes goes by and you're in meditation but have you had times where you felt your journey your shamanic journey is two or three days or several hours and you come back and it's only minutes yes
1: oh yeah that's happened to me quite a few times I lose complete track of time I mean it's um yeah, there's been times where I felt like okay I've done a 10 minute journey but it's been I feel like I thought I was gone for like a day. Uh, I just I get caught up in this whole um, this whole other world and mm-hmm. it's and and time and space is not a thing when when we're talking about energy or, or the shamanic realms. So we just I mean that's more of our time is our three-dimensional this 3d world, <laughs> ordinary reality, but which, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's like, yeah, when I get, when I get going and I'm in that, um, hypnotic state with the drum, I just, I just lose track of, of all, all sense of time. And, um, so yeah, i would definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah. Now when you're drumming, like, is it you drumming yourself or do you play drumming music?
1: So I start off by, um, doing a drum to call in the spirits, Mm-hmm. Okay. And then once I get into that state and I call on the spirit and I feel spirit is coming through, cause I usually can feel it. Mm-hmm. Um, I will put on my drumming MP3. I have an MP3 and mm-hmm. I will, I usually like to play it during a session and I will just journey when the drumming, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I have drum sessions before and I can drum sessions, but, um, for me, it's just like the, it. it I don't know. It's just a different feel uh, mm-hmm. and, and I, I'm, I'm up to both of them, but I, I would, ra- I guess I would rather save most of my energy for journeying because, and you know how it is when you, when you alter your conscious and you get into that state, that trance, mm-hmm. it's like, it takes a lot of energy because you have to completely put your ego aside and you mm-hmm. have to get into that right brain. And so that's kind of why I choose to put on the MP3, but I do drum initially in this in the start in the beginning and that's Mm -hmm. kind of that's kind of the training that I've learned through light song which has Mm -hmm. been my my mentor school and and whatnot so
0: yeah that's beautiful
1: yeah it is
0: do you have you been given a good explanation and and you may not know but you may uh why drumming is so significant because I find the same like if there is this I remember I did um, Indigenous Sweat one time, and the drumming was just—it was the easiest gateway to expand, <laughs> more so than any other sound. And I love all kinds of sounds and fleets and nature and all this, but like, what is it about the drum? Did they ever teach you anything about that, or did you like? Do you know what that is? Yeah, it just puts you in this hypnotic state—that
1: theta wave, I guess you would say. Okay. And yeah. it just—that's what I'm. That's what I remember hearing. Um, just that fatal wave. It just, it, it brings you out of this consciousness
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it brings you into the right brain because mm-hmm. of the, the, the beat
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um, shamans don't even need hallucinogens. They don't need um, ayahuasca or mm-hmm. marijuana, anything. Yeah. They can use a drum. In fact, that's what I do. I don't, I don't take anything um, and they can get into that alter consciousness. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying you don't have, I'm not saying that no one should ever use those things. I'm not saying that, but I feel like everyone should know how to journey without those things first mm-hmm. and be mm-hmm. avid journeyers or, or uh, channelers, what, what not. Yeah. And then you can bring that in because the thing is with those is the plants often have an agenda. And so mm-hmm. you have to discern, you, you know, which, yes. which is what, so.
0: yes, Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. You know, and I, I think that's a beautiful thing too, because as much as there are these very, uh, big opening experiences that people can have from various methods, like you said, ayahuasca, peyote, psilocybin, you name it, things like breath work, for example, but drumming too, like these are methods that people can be feel very safe and very comfortable doing because it's not mind altering based on substance. It's more frequency, if you will. Right, like yeah. it's changing our frequency.
1: Changing our frequency, yeah,
0: yeah. So yeah. it's really, really powerful. Do you have any recommendations for people if they're listening to this and they're like, "Ooh, I want to listen to drumming"? Like, do you have any recommendations on what they should uh, Google yes. or YouTube or <laughs> what do they look up? What are they? What are they looking for?
1: The heart, Michael Harner shamanic drumming. Just type that into your search when you um, go to YouTube. That's what I use. And he's got like a 15 minutes and then there's a 30 minute interval. I think, I think it, even, it might even go up to an hour, but that's what I use. Um, that's the best. Um, sa- I, I feel like he has the, the best rhythm, so mm-hmm. to speak, of all of them to get you into that state, that best, that's the best drum rhythm, I feel mm-hmm. like. And um, yeah, Michael Harner was the founder of modern day shamanism. Okay. So, yeah. He's unfortunately has passed away and, um, uh, well maybe fortunate for him. He's yeah, right. he's probably, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, definitely an ascended being somewhere. So, mm-hmm. but anyway,
0: mm-hmm. beautiful. But, yeah. Okay. So another question then for you. So in your sessions, generally, like if we look back at the sessions that we do, we kind of often get like a general sense of how ascension is going right? Or what we see happening. So what are the, some of the things that you're noticing happening?
1: with the, when, when I do a journey for someone that's ascending?
0: Like in the collective. So if you kind of look at all the sessions you've done collectively, what are you noticing are the themes and patterns right now for people?
1: Yeah. So I'm, I'm seeing that people, especially when I'm doing a journey and I see that someone's ascending, someone that's they're, they're raising um, their consciousness. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they're given a gown or they're given a crown to wear like a gold crown. Um, I've, I've seen them, um, the guides put robes on them, even put them in a throne, um, bathe them in this beautiful amethyst light or indigo light. I just see those kind of patterns,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: especially when I journey when, you know, in non-ordinary reality. Um, in ordinary reality, when I'm talking to somebody talking to a client, um, I find that they have Ascension symptoms that mm-hmm. are happening to them. And, um, so, you know, typically, and you, and you know what that is, I've listened to your podcast on Ascension symptoms, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Some of them, as long as they've been checked out by a practitioner, I'm like, okay, well, that's, yeah, that sounds like Ascension. Um but a lot of fatigue or, um, but a lot of times, you know, even though they're having those symptoms in between those symptoms, they're seeing visions, they're getting into these meditative states and they're seeing angels or they're, you Mm -hmm. know, I have one client I've been working with her for a really long time. And, um, she's to the point now, I mean, she started off not being able to see anything, but now when she meditates, she sees angels or she sees, she feels, um, different energies. And so I think that the veil is very thin right now, the thinnest that it's ever been. And I'm Mm -hmm. so grateful for that. And I, and I feel that, and I think a lot of people are feeling that. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I'm seeing as far as ascension when it comes to this work. Yeah. And a lot of times what I tell people is, and, and this is just ingrained in me because I've done this and so like, you know, before, but it's like, I tell people it's like, you know, before I'm talking about another lifetimes, but I mm-hmm. tell people to, um we have to get through all the healing before we can do some other work, you know, bring you up to bring you up to ascension. You know, we, you got to get through the layers because mm-hmm. I know you have to, you have to find your true self. And so that's kind of what I try to do with people, yeah. find their true self first, and then we'll bring you up. And it, it it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's beautiful. And you know, with me too, I find I'm really noticing that because more and more people are doing these processes and looking inward and whichever their modality is, they're feeding that potential of change or yeah, I'll say feeding it into this collective well for everybody. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. everyone goes to drink from the well, there is more of this collective ascensionary consciousness waiting to yes. nourish them and open their minds, right? So like One of the things I think people really need to remember is when you do your work, and I know you know this, but like when people do their work, they're making it easier for others to do their work. Exactly. Right. And it's you heal, you
1: help others heal.
0: Absolutely. And
1: I've noticed even I go in a room and if I'm happy, everyone else is happy. You know, it's like, have you noticed that? Like people... And, or if I'm talking to someone, they can feel if I'm upset or not, I'll notice that their responses, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, I must not, you know, so I always, (laughs) I'm just so in tune. It's just, and I think all of us are, have that potential to get to that point and are getting to that point because Mm -hmm. we're going into a 5D earth, the earth is ascending. And so it's just going to keep, we're just going to all, it's just going to keep getting better, I think. Yeah.
0: So speaking of that 5D ascension, that's kind of what's going to be my next question is, where do you see things going now? So based on your observations, your work in the higher realms, do you feel like humanity is on track on the ascension process? Do you think we're ahead, behind? Yeah. Um, I feel like we're on track,
1: but I feel like there's something very big to come. Mm-hmm. And I have re- done some studying and I've done some some journeys with my guides And it's, it's just like, I think we're on the precipice of, of a, of a big change. And Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure how Ascension is going to look like. And, you know, for some reason in my journeys, I shouldn't say for some reason, but I'll just tell you in my journeys, it's like, I have seen where we gather at a, a place that's maybe a pyramid like structure and maybe pyramids are built all over the world even more than what we have now but pyramids that are designed for healing centers
0: mm-hmm.
1: and we gather there with ascended masters and um for some reason i'm just i, I feel like and i know this sounds way out but it just I, I it just and i don't know how that this is just my journey i mean it mm-hmm. there it is or whether it happens or is not but in my journeys what i what i envision with these pyramids is like people would ascend from those pyramids. But I think Mm -hmm. it might be also metaphoric maybe, you know? So, um, and I think we're all ascending at our own, our own speed. And as you would probably, I know you would agree with that. I think Mm -hmm. just everybody's got their own speed. So, but I'd like to think that that would, I mean, that would be awesome if we could all go to these healing centers and, and if, um, only those who have done all the spiritual work that are 5D, 60 <laughs> can go. And then, you know, and it's like, okay, you're, you're ready. Cause you've been doing the footwork and then, mm-hmm. and then we go, but yeah. I just, it was just a beautiful metaphor. And so I'm not quite sure how, how that's going to turn out yet. And I don't know, maybe you have some ideas too.
0: <laughs> I, I mean, I think that's beautiful and I think it is so open-ended because, I mean, we have the aspects of free will that can always alter the direction of things. But I do agree that we're moving in a good direction of ascension. My guides keep talking about that. Like, I do believe there's still more to come or something more significant. Um, I know timelines keep shifting too. So like, for a while, there was a lot of solar things potentially coming and then that kind of dwindled. And then there was a little more earth activity that would help shake things up or shift things. And then that's like, it shifted around so much. But even in those shifts, I know that humanity is moving in the right direction and actually ascending at a very rapid pace. And again, that also depends on which dimensional reality we're looking at. If we only look at 3D, then it can look like chaos. But if we're looking from the lens of 5D, we can see how much change and growth has already happened.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think I think a lot has. And um there's more to come and I've been doing I've been not only have I been journeying regarding ascension, but I've been reading um about um you know Archangel I guess well David Wilcock has a new book about Archangel Michael Archangel mm. Michael Prophecies. Have you heard of it?
0: I haven't so I, heard of the book, but I know of yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's so interesting. So I've been reading about to see what his perception is and um so it's just I've been I I just get this feeling and just everything feels so different. A lot of people think, oh, well, it's because of COVID, but, you know, post COVID, but no, it just, there's, there's an energy there. And mm-hmm. I, just, I, I get a feeling that there's something that's kind of going to come soon.
0: Yeah.
1: And I would love it if it was, you know, big healing centers all over the world. that were Absolutely. And we would, oh,
0: yes. Yeah, absolutely. That would be lovely. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, this is this is so cool. So where can people find you um, if they want to work with you and connect with you?
1: So just go to my website, goddessoflightandlove.com.
0: Okay. And I'll have that in the show notes below if people need to look. And then uh, also you you said you're on Instagram.
1: I am on Instagram, so they can um, follow me on Instagram and okay. yeah, and um that's the best way to they could just, my email is actually on the website. So just email me if they're interested in the session. That's usually how I do things.
0: You do mostly so. like one-on-one sessions, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah awesome.
1: And then I've got a podcast too, and I had to take a hiatus due to some family issues, mm-hmm. um, but, um, so they can look at my podcast too. And I'm, I plan on getting that going here. next. with the next Yeah. Podcast. And what's your podcast called? It's, it's the same. Well, it, it, it was, um, holistic keto goddess. I, I started off with a keto website. Yeah. So <laughs> was in 2020. Evolution. Yep. <laughs> and then I decided, um, no, I want to change it to more of a, and you know, more of a spiritual type, um, metaphysical shamanic mm-hmm. website. And so, um, they can, um, it, it's just on there. It's just, uh, it's, it, it, probably will say energetic wellness, keto and energetic wellness for you if they type it on YouTube, but they can just go to my website, goddessoflightandlove.com and it's under under there under podcast.
0: Okay, perfect. That's awesome. So, okay. As we bring this to close, um, I would love to know if you have any messages or insights or inspirations that you would love to leave people with. Like, how would you, how do you want to leave people today after this beautiful conversation? What thought, what idea? Yeah.
1: I'm just, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of something. um, I would say that the main thing is... Just to um, oh, I had it. Um, I guess the the one thing that i I really, truly believe in that's brought me to where I'm at in my spiritual evolution, and I'm still on my own spiritual path. Is to send light and love to everyone, even to those that you are not in harmony with,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and see what that does for your life.
0: That's huge, that's so <laughs> huge, because that is so transformative for people. Yeah, it's like when we move from resentment and anger into yeah. compassion, uh, yeah. it doesn't mean we have to be best friends with those that maybe we don't align with. But honestly, that's such a big beautiful statement because it is so transformative
1: yeah I love yeah, that. spirit just downloaded that like, yeah. like I just felt that because yeah. um yeah that's that's the one thing that that I'm feeling and yeah. I think
0: yeah <laughs> that's beautiful beautiful all right well thank you so much for joining me on the show it's thank been a pleasure having you Yeah, this has been great. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I look forward to uh, connecting with you again. I'm sure there'll be more to do in the future for sure. So yeah, so I just want to thank everyone for joining us on the show and having a listen. May you tune into the drumbeat of your heart and explore the magical hypnotic nature of drums. And uh, yeah, check out Jessica's stuff on her website to explore it more. So thank you again.